Hey, it's Bartender Journey Podcast number 72. Thanks for listening. I'm Vince, and this is the podcast that talks all about bartending. So last week on the show, I mentioned at the end, you know, it's spring, end of spring, beginning of summer. There's a lot of great stuff out there to work with bartending-wise. Uh, you know, fresh ingredients and uh, fresh fruits, herbs and things like that. So uh got me thinking back to an episode a while ago when uh, Vanna and I talked about such things. So um, Vanna's been on kind of a hiatus from the show, but um, I thought we'd like to hear from him again. So uh, this is kind of a going back into the archive show. And uh, in, in this show, you'll hear me talk about um, grenadine that I bought, Jack Rudy grenadine, which is awesome, but it was uh, I loved it. Uh, but it was kind of expensive, and then I started thinking, well, how can I make my own grenadine? So uh, I found a recipe, and uh, there's a couple different ways to do it, from easy to a little more involved, but not, not nothing crazy. Uh, basically, what you're doing is taking uh, fresh pomegranate juice, or you can use the Palm Wonderful brand that you see in the supermarket um, and some specialty stores, they have it, and uh, you can use that. I, I used a fresh pomegranate which was didn't yield as much juice that I had hoped. Uh, I got one big pomegranate. It was four bucks, you know, and it, it came out with maybe half a cup of juice. But uh, I cut it into quarters and uh, took a juicer and, and, you know, not an electronic juicer, but a, a hand um, hand crank kind of juicer, you know, and, uh, and boy, was it delicious. So you mix that with some, um, same as making simple syrup, you know, you take uh, same, you take, uh, let's say, whatever it is, one cup of uh, pomegranate juice to one cup of sugar. And you have to heat up the juice a little bit so that it'll dissolve in there. And you can stop there if you like, or if you want to go a little further, uh, seek out a couple more ingredients, pomegranate molasses and orange blossom water. And I was able to order that stuff on Amazon. Um, wasn't wasn't crazy expensive. And um, so, again, if we're going with uh, one cup of juice, one cup of sugar, you'd go with about one ounce of pomegranate molasses and about half a teaspoon of the orange blossom water. And boy, it came out great, really great. You wouldn't believe how delicious this fresh pomegranate juice is. Uh, and then you make the uh, grenadine with it. You know, grenadine is like the grenadine in most bars in the well is just junk. You know, it's it's sugar and and red dye and uh, chemicals. You know, so what kind of cocktails are good with grenadine? With this great fresh grenadine, uh, I made a, a variation on the brown derby, which the classic recipe is bourbon honey syrup and fresh grapefruit juice. Instead of the honey syrup, I used the grenadine, and boy, it came out great. It's a beautiful pinkish color, tastes great. And uh, by the way, grapefruit juice, I was never a fan of the canned stuff. I always thought I hated grapefruits. Now I can't get enough of the juice, uh, fresh-squeezed grapefruit juice, especially this time of year. It's uh, wonderful, wonderful stuff. Or another great cocktail with grenadine, the Ward 8 cocktail. And I was tweeting about this the other night. You got rye whiskey, lemon juice, orange juice, and grenadine. And uh, I like to add a little bitters to that, just regular Angostura bitters, and it's awesome. But anyway, the other night I just stayed up late, <laughs> later than usual, and uh, made the fresh grenadine. I took some um, cherries that I had found at the uh, farmer's market, pitted them, and put them in a mason jar with a bunch of bourbon a little, and a little of that honey syrup. And uh, boy, that was that, those cherries are delicious also. Good to eat, good in a drink. Oh, and by the way, uh, while you're order, if you're going to be ordering things from Amazon, like uh, I was talking about there, you can get some of the ingredients for the uh, grenadine from Amazon. 
you might want to think about getting a uh, fine strainer. It's sort of that triangle shape, you know. That's my favorite new bar tool. It's um, it's great for uh, what I do is double strain. I'll use the Hearthorn strainer to get the ice out and then any fine um, stuff, you know, any stuff that comes out of that grape, fresh grapefruit juice or fresh lime juice is going to get strained out by that um, fine strainer. It's, um, it's like a... Tr- triangles you know it's round on top but a triangle shape on the bottom it's uh i think you call it a tea strainer but it's great for um for uh, you know you double strain the cocktail and it, and it just makes it that much more refined you know all right well here's that talk with vano and uh oh by the way please subscribe on itunes and uh or however it is you get your podcast but just make sure you set it up so you get it automatically when new stuff comes out because i've got some cool interesting things coming up so uh i don't want you to miss it all right well uh, i'll talk to you again after uh after this chat with venom it's cool it's like i thought of like you know you have a garden of fruits yeah. and vegetables yeah, yeah. you can have a garden of alcohol in your backyard <laughs> man my home brew Holy vince's God. home brews and potions and solutions i mean honestly we could probably sell that on the show right <laughs> uh well you need a license to sell liquor <laughs> really some well, kind of what if kind we of make an energy drink <laughs> wink wink <laughs> you like those i know yeah oh, shit but uh no and that's I bought, cool. uh while i was at that same place this distillery they had they had a lot of different bitters and um they had this stuff called jack rudy grenadine uh-huh. and, it, and it and i'll show that to you too and it's uh oh my god it's so good <laughs> i came up with this drink i don't even it's so good i don't even know if i want to dis- what's it how's it different from regular grenadine it's just delicious you know and it, t- it just tastes a lot fresher it doesn't taste like chemicals it doesn't look like it red dye you know wow, it, like, it's, it's it's really good it's really good and uh, I, that with some chocolate bitters and and uh, I guess I tweeted the recipe already. So I, I saw that. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I, I guess yeah. I made it. But it, it's so delicious. And I had my uh, my buddy was over the other night, and uh, we were drinking those, and we went through quite a bit. It was so, it's so good. Those chocolate bitters, man, are are unbelievable. So good. And uh, what else? I got bitters that were um they're called uh, uh, oak wood barrel bitters or something like that. Those are good too. So, uh, yeah, it's fun, man, taking all these weird different ingredients and uh, making stuff with them. Oh, that's so cool, man. Yeah, check this out. I got the uh, Speakeasy book. It's by the uh, folks at Employees Only. So uh, I didn't even – I just got it. I didn't even crack it open yet. But uh, it looks like a pretty cool book. You know, I got to tell you, you know, it's just doing the podcast, but the ingredients and the whole chef aspect, it's really like – it's changed my – you know, because when I first started, I was just like, you know what? All I give a shit about is making drinks and making money. That's all. I need. It works right. for me. And I'm, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And, yeah. and the more I do this, I know shit. Yeah. And I just want to learn more and more. And I, you know, I, I just hearing this, you know, if you would have asked me four months ago about you getting, you know, a barrel in your backyard, I'd been like, <laughs> yeah, I, I would have humored you. I'm like, really interesting. Like, I really am into it. it yeah. I'm like a garden of booze in your backyard. And that's so cool that yeah. you're able to, to have that, you know? Like, yeah. Just yeah. nah, I mean, even Whole Foods, like he, the idea of me down the road having my own garden, yeah, and just that I can have like you know bourbon in my backyard, yeah, <laughs> that is so that's epic. At the at the bar I'm working at, we have uh, this whole bunch of mint growing outside, and uh, when I first started working there, somebody asked me for a um, for a mojito, you know, and I said to the other the other bartender was just getting off duty and she actually she was sitting at the bar having a drink and i was like where's the mint she goes you want me to go pick you some <laughs> i oh, said wow. cool yeah that's so I said, cool no, I said, you gotta show me where it's at so yeah. i know next time but yeah we you know talk about fresh ingredients we went and picked it and yeah. made the drink you know 
two minutes later. <laughs> wow, excellent. Yeah, I'm gonna grow. I'm gonna grow some herbs. You know, in the uh, next summer, I'm gonna grow some stuff to have for for making drinks. You know. No, I, yeah. I I'm starting with a garden, man. Yeah. All right. I really, honestly, I mean, I'm just like just to live off the land and be more like not rely on just going to your local liquor store. Like, yeah. just I think it's more involved. Like, yeah. well, you just talked about grenadine. Yeah. Like, I think of grenadine, I mean, garbage, just garbage. Right. right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I make a Shirley Temple or, yeah. you know. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, Roy Rogers. Right. And then, you know, what you just described where it's like, it's like more natural, less chemicals. Like, yeah. I never even thought they could make a grenadine like that. It's it's uh, it's unbelievably delicious. You you wouldn't believe it. It's so wow. good with the chocolate bitters and and uh, and vodka is the last thing I put wow. in. And uh, it's it's so good. Oh. Wow. Make, make that as a cocktail up. You know, stir it up, chill it, put nice. it in a martini glass. Oh, oh man, that's that's sick. So good. That's sick, man. Or as a shot. <laughs> that's cool, man. But uh, you know, it, I was thinking that we really we cover a lot on the show. We cover everything from drink knowledge to inner game, spirit knowledge. One thing I really don't think we covered or really go a deep dive into is shaking, mm-hmm. shaking drinks. And I think that um, shaking is very important in bartending. You mm-hmm. know, sh- shaking a drink is a way of a bartending a bartender marking his or her territory. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You yeah. shake vigorously. It gives the bartender confidence and you know mm-hmm. swagger. Mm-hmm. You shake to a rhythm beat. It draws attention to yeah, you. Yeah, that's for sure. It makes you, it's your battle cry. It's yeah. to the horns and drums, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, and you know, I know this sounds corny, but I always thought of shaking as a way, shaking drink as a way of, of paying respect to the craft, hmm. the spirits, the bar guy. You know, it just to me, nice. because if you think about it, you're shaking a drink like every fifth cocktail, uh-huh. you know? So I, I, that's the way I looked at it. So, and the, and the old, yeah. what's every, that? Everybody has their own style, you know? Some yeah. People, some people go back and forth, use two hands, one hand. Yeah, exactly. You know, every uh, bartender has their own way of shaking. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's amazing. And the old saying, saying in the bar game, I mean, I'm, you heard this, you know, you shake it to awake it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? And uh, another one I heard was you shake it to awake it, not rock, and, not, not rock it to sleep. <laughs> Shake it to wake it. So, and you use that that aggressive energy and that that showmanship. You can never go wrong with that. You can yeah. never go wrong with that. People yeah. want to see that, and it stands out. Like when you shake mm-hmm. that drink, yeah, people will be like, "Wow!" It's just you'll, conversations will stop if you're doing that correctly. You know? Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully, you sell more uh, more cocktails and less less beer, or you know, it'll maybe to wake somebody up to uh, try something new. Yep. You know? Yeah. Now, when, when I shake, I shake, you know, like I vigorously with confidence. I would do like a slow 12 count. What would you do? I don't know. I, I, don't, I guess I don't really count. I just, okay. I don't know. It's sort of an internal timer, I okay. guess. <laughs> and, and you know you shake with a passion. You shake with aggression. You shake with confidence, you know. So it, it's, I love it. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's helped me with shaking and it kind of, it sets you apart, you know. And, and you it, like the uh, w- which type shaker do you prefer? Well, yeah. we're going to get to that. Okay, you're good. a wise man, sir. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, the, the more the alcohol, more ingredients in the drink, you shake longer and harder. So, mm. and you know, um, when I first started shaking, I would shake so long <laughs> that and I would make ridiculous faces that people <laughs> would be like, "You're scaring people." <laughs> you know, I would like overdo it where it looked cool, and it was like, you know, can I have the fucking drink, please? You know what I mean? I look like I was gonna kill you. You know. <laughs> So, you know, you got to find your own thing. And so if you talk about, you talk about shaking, right? Mm -hmm. You got to talk about shakers. Right. Okay. 
So right now, would you say, in my opinion, would you agree that the two most popular shakers in the bar would be the Boston shaker mm-hmm. and the three-piece shaker? Mm-hmm. Now, with that, with that being said, what do you recommend and what do you use? I like I like the three piece, you know, uh, you know, sh- shake it hard, you, you know, you're not worried about it coming apart, really, yep. you know. I mean, here I got one, right. I got mine right here, and uh, see, I can I can wrap my hands around, I can wrap my hands around this part and put my top finger on the top just to make sure it doesn't come loose. Yep. And uh, I can do that all with one hand, you know. Yep. And I do it I do it up like this, but um, and then it's already it's ready to strain, you know. It's got a strainer built in. Makes sense to me, you know? That's what I use, yeah. and I agree with you 100% using one hand. It's great. It's quick, over the shoulder, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I love it. With and, a two-piece shaker, I'm always like, I'm afraid, you know, I don't want it to come apart and spray everybody. So I'm, yeah. I always use two hands with a two-piece shaker, and I don't want to do that. You know, I'm, I can be doing something else with my other hand. And it, that's the Boston shaker with the two-piece. It's the, it's the mixing glass, yeah. and it's that the snug metal tumbler. Yeah. And, and you strain it with the Hawthorne strainer. It's just it's involved. I mean, yeah. some people swear by it. Yeah. It's just for me, I wasn't the quickest bartender, so mm-hmm. I needed something to shave the seconds off, and the three-piece right. shaker worked well for me. The only drawback with the three-piece shaker is it freezes sometimes, mm. and to get, the, uh, to get the cap off is a pain in the neck. But with that said, with the three-piece shaker, I've always, I, and I talked about this in previous shows, I had three three-piece shakers. I had one, mm-hmm. which would be for martinis, Rob Roy, Manhattan, and usually I would just strain those. Mm-hmm. I'd have a separate shaker for milk drinks and then the, another shaker just for sours, yeah. Cosmos, anything else. So mm-hmm. I, I loved it. You know what I mean? Practice home. Yeah. We talk about pouring. Yeah. Practice your shake at home, whether it be a Boston shaker or a three-piece shaker. As I say, to utilize YouTube, mm-hmm. that's working your craft. You want to be confident when you're shaking. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. You know, since doing the podcast, as you can tell, I'm, I'm getting really, really amped up about bartending. And it's like I'm looking at bartending like through fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, definitely. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. And I feel like I'm on my second honeymoon with bartending. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. no, man. I know. Like the sour mix. I look at that sour mix. It comes out of the gun. I'm like, that's, and then that's gross, man. I'm thinking, like, why not get fresh sour mix? How hard why? would it be? Well, know, simple syrup? And fresh lemon juice. It Come makes on. a drink a thousand percent better. It really does. You know? And then you can experiment with different, you know, with other things, too. And fresh yeah. lime juice is amazing. Well, you know, it's thinking of... um you know, thinking of like how I'm more excited and getting more into the game, I think about the interview we had with uh, Eric Vutran mm-hmm. and how he stated that like MMA, he like looks at, I mean, excuse me, he looks at bartending as MMA, mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. as like, you know, multiple disciplines, like mixed martial arts, you have jujitsu, you have wrestling, you have boxing, you have kickboxing, you mm-hmm. have other stuff and you got to be well versed right and how he applied bartending how he, he trained and, and and approached bartending was with that mentality and to me it just it just there's so much to learn that i'm a journeyman you know right. what i mean i'm st- i'm not, I, down the road i would love to be a master bartender but i have a long way to go and i'm i'm excited yeah. about you know learning more and more as i go along the the drinks the techniques the customer service yeah. spirit knowledge that you talk about you know what really got me more uh, too amped up was I was in the I was in Manhattan. I went to dinner on Thursday, and I'm at this uh, I'm at this restaurant, and the table next to me orders a, a bottle of wine. Yeah, this waiter presented this wine yeah. like a fucking soldier, man. Yeah. 
It was just, it was remarkable to see the passion, how serious this waiter was presenting this wine. The label was always facing. Yep, always. He, he took it apart like it was like, you ever see when the military guys take the guns apart mm-hmm. and put it back? Mm-hmm. He just was like, he opened it up, then he gave the cork to the person who made the purchase. Sure. You know, I haven't seen that in a while, uh-huh. you know, but seeing it done with that much, it was just was grace, man. And yeah. it, just, it just made me realize like, what I just witnessed, I can apply into my game. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Like the hard shake, the, the presentation of the wine, the knowledge of the bourbon, and the, there's yeah. so much to learn. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that's an interesting point. It, um, I mean, I, that comes naturally to me, but maybe uh, we should just mention it. For people who don't know, if you're, if you're pouring wine or even a good liquor, you don't want to cover the label with your hand while you're pouring it, you know? And it's, that, that goes back, you know hundreds of years, you know, that tradition, but, you know, it makes sense because, you you know, you somebody orders a good bottle of wine, they want to know that they're drinking what they ordered, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, and uh, I guess most people know, but, you know, when you, in a, in a fancy restaurant, you'll un- uncork the wine, like you were saying, you present that, uh, you put that in front of the person who's ordered it, that's to... Uh, it's a ceremony, right? It, yeah, but it goes back to when corks go go bad you know it doesn't happen very often these days with modern techniques but you know years ago the corks would go bad sometimes and if that cork was spongy the wine's no good you already know you gotta send that bottle back so that's the reason for that and then of course uh you give a little taste to the person who ordered it small taste person tastes it and says says okay so now now the now the waiter can serve it to to the guests the other people at the table and then the let and then he'll fill the the host or the person who ordered the wine fill his glass last so he gets the first taste but then he gets filled up last so that that's that's wine service (laughs) that's that i mean it blew me away because i haven't seen i've seen people serve present wine before but it was kind of like going through the motions yeah this individual was so like focused and like proud to be presenting this wine that people were actually like staring at it yeah sure like the table i was at we were just like wow and i looked i said that you see that that's 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 game right there that's yep that's it man you know what i mean and it's kind of like it makes me realize like i just got to keep bringing my my game up man Mm -hmm. so much to know yeah that's uh yeah it's ceremony like you said is part of it but it's uh it's tradition and um that's the that's the right way to do it even opening even the way he opened it on a slant uh-huh. And like he just did it so quick, he picked up the 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 you know the foil from the thing, quickly put it in his pocket, always looking. But mm-hmm. like, and he wasn't smiling. It was weird, but very. <laughs> but it was very, not like threatening, but very like, wow, you're paying for this. Yeah, you're gonna get. I'm gonna present wine to you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I was like a, a. It's a nice summer day. There's a lot of motorcycles going yeah. by. That's what you hear. Um, I don't, for some reason, that reminds me of a story. Uh, I was in uh, Montreal at a super nice, fancy restaurant uh, with some buddies, and I ordered a Irish coffee. Right, so this guy he comes over with a with a cart. You know, it's a it's a, like a dining room cart, and uh, you know, like we used to do the the cordials after dinner. Oh, or, I you hate know, that. yeah. But uh, anyway, it's on a cart like that. He put the Irish whiskey in the glass. First of all, the glass is being heated up. You know, yeah. he put hot water in it before he brought it over, so the glass is getting heated up. The coffee, the glass coffee mug, and uh, so then he um, he dumps that water out, puts the Irish whiskey in, puts the hot coffee in, and then he um, he took a ladle and put um, Irish mist, which is uh, Irish. It's a sweetened Irish whiskey. It's meant meant for after dinner. It's a liqueur, and uh, he heats it up with a match in the ladle. You know the the, the Irish whiskey's in the ladle. Underneath he he uses a match or something to heat it up, and then he lights it on fire, 
in the ladle, and he pours it from the ladle on fire into the mug. <laughs> it was everybody, and like you say, everybody's just watching it. It was like really cool. Yeah. But then that reminds me of the story when you said you you'll never do that again. <laughs> you'll yeah. Never, I, you'll never light anything on fire again. I, yeah, I remember you telling that. Like you said, it was like a flamethrower. Oh, I told this story yeah, before? Yeah, but it was cool. Oh. <laughs> hey, it's worth telling again, man. I mean, to hit a point. I mean, this is, you know, that's... That's experience, man. To see that, you can't. Everybody, you know, we were like six guys, and we're, you know, we're talking, talking. Every conversation just stopped, and everybody's just watching this. You know, it was because it was impressive, man. Yeah, it was cool. All right, so we'll wrap up the show for this week, and uh, you know, get in touch with us. We'd like to hear from you. Um, Questions, comments, or uh, stories from behind the bar. We love that kind of stuff. And uh, even if there's somebody out there who wants to be interviewed, that would be awesome. Remember to check out our website, bartenderjourney.weebly.com, and feel free to get in touch. Vince.bartender at gmail.com is my email. And barkeep tips on Twitter. Thanks again for listening. Look forward to talking to you next week. Cheers. <laughs>